Welcome to Queer Conversation with Dr. Yimin Cheng. As Hollywood rolled out a red carpet and our biggest movie stars came together to celebrate the 94th Academy Awards, researchers from Monash University Australia have released the findings of extensive research into LGBT inclusion in films and what it means at the box office. Dr. Yinim Cheng leads a team of Monash Business School researchers who analyzed 4,216 contemporary Hollywood films from 2007 and 2014 and found that movies with LGBT inclusive representation significantly outperformed those with no LGBT re representation at the box office. In a paper published in the Journal of Business Ethics, the research findings reveal that LGBT-inclusive movies on average gained a staggering 29% more box office revenue than movies with no LGBT content. Welcome, Yemin. We just heard in the intro about the research that you've been leading, and I'm interested to find out a bit more about it. Uh, we all know that in the corporate world in particular, a lot of research has been done in the past about how diversity um, uh, you know, helps um, increase productivity. In the entertainment industry, I believe it's a new approach. Tell me what motivated you to well, initiate this, this research. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me, having me here, Suki. And, um, uh, as, a, as you said, um, there has been much research about how uh, LGBT inclusion can boost corporate product, uh, productivity. Um, uh, but uh, we are the first to actually look at it through the entertainment product performance. So we believe uh, this is the first in the world, according to uh, our knowledge. And uh, there has been some research on how LGBT uh, community is represented in the movies. But those studies uh, were mainly qualitative studies. So they analyzed the artistic aspect of the movies, but they didn't check the financial performance of movies. So I think our research makes a contribution by showing people actually having LGBT representation in the movie has some implications in the financial performance. So that's the unique uh, contribution of our work. And as to what motivated this research, I mean, um, my, I, I'm gay, I'm part of the community. So naturally this is a topic that interests me. And in, in addition, over the years, I have observed um, more and more movies and TV shows, including LGBT uh, characters or plots. And there seems to be uh, a very clear trend, but no one has really studied why. Is that because the movie producers think actually this is going to benefit, they're going to make money because of this addition or because of some, some other reasons? And you could also think the, the other way. So many more movies, they could have added LGBT character, but they chose not to. Perhaps they have concerns so basically, there is this question. So does adding LGBT character help, hurt, or you know, doesn't have any impact on movie's performance? It's a very interesting question, but no one has really done uh, scientific research about it. So then Michael also and I decided to research it ourselves. Mm. 
how long did the research take? Um, it was a quite long research project. So this idea came up uh, when I was uh, studying my PhD in Hong Kong. And then I got a chance to visit uh, the Wharton School in University of Pennsylvania in the United States. Uh, so I happened to be assigned um, an office and um, there was another visiting scholar from uh, Beijing. He was also visiting at the same time. And we became friends, we started to chat, and we came up with this idea. And then we decided, uh, we decided to collect some data to analyze it. But um, the data collection process uh, was quite challenging because uh, part of the data was from uh, certain websites. So for example, imdb.com and boxmojooffice.com. So when we try to scrape the data from the website, the data was not always super clean. So uh, say, for example, sometimes um, different movies, they share the same name. Then we have to identify what is the correct correspondence. So we took quite a long time to clean the data. And also um, a few years later, I started to look for a job after graduation from my PhD program. So that put this project on hold also for a while. So it's just recently we picked up, analyzed the data and read this paper. And fortunately it got published. So uh, it was a quite long project, but it's a heartwarming one. And we are very pleased to see it published in a uh, very high quality journal, uh, Journal of Business Ethics. That's amazing. You analyzed over 4,000 movies, is that correct? So let me explain that a little bit. It's a bit technical. Uh, so basically, um, you know, analyzing. Um, so analysis was done by us, but data collection uh, was rather complex. So we try to uh, streamline it first. So basically, uh, we first develop uh, a software that help uh, that helps us to automatically script the data from imdb.com and the box office module. So we didn't have to manually collect all these data uh, by viewing all the web pages. That saves us quite a lot of time. But as I said, um, uh, the data was not always perfect. So we did have to manually uh, conduct some uh, um, like verification, manual verification. And part of that was to actually watch the movie trailers and read movie plots. Uh, See, so for example, um, in our study, we basically classified all the movies into three categories. Movies with no LGBT character at all, movies with uh, LGBT inclusive representation, and movies with LGBT themed representation. Sometimes, um, it's a little bit difficult to tell whether it's mo the movie is LGBT inclusive or LGBT themed. Uh, so first we use some plot keywords from the imdb.com. So if you go to imdb.com, there was a session, there is a session, you can see a list of keywords that sort of captures um, the content of the movie, the plot of the movie. And uh, you know, let's say if the movie uh, includes party, there may be a keyword of party. If the movie includes LGBT relationship, uh, there may be a keyword of lesbian or gay. So uh, if a movie happens to have 
this kind of keyword, we automatically classify them as LGBT movie. However, sometimes um, uh, just using this information is not enough to, to do a final categorization uh, in terms of whether the movie is LGBT inclusive or LGBT uh, themed. So we end up watching quite a lot of movie trailers and read a lot of movie plots and manually code them. So um, I remember one day I was working on this project in my office and my colleague uh, just stopped by to say hi. And he saw that I was, you know, taking a break to watch movie, but actually I was doing research. So it's a very funny project. So I would say that this is uh, the fun part of the research and um, collecting data for research has never been so much fun. One, one of the key findings was that movies with LGBTQI themes had a staggering 29% increase on revenue. Can yes. you elaborate on that? Right, so, uh, so basically we found that um, if we control many other factors that contribute to movies' box office revenue, um, and we try to partial them out, we still find that uh, movies with LGBT-inclusive representations, they enjoy a 29% of increase in terms of box office revenue compared to movies with no LGBT um, characters or plus at all. And uh, please bear in mind that uh, our funding is uh, aggregated funding. So we are not saying that every single movie that has LGBT inclusive representation will definitely outperform a non-LGBT movie by this much. It is on average we see this result. And um, is this result surprising? I would say that um, um, when we started this project, we actually didn't have a clue. So we were thinking that maybe LGBT movies will outperform or underperform or you know, perform uh, indifferently from non-LGBT movie. We really didn't have um, a specific prediction. So whatever we find will be informative. And as a as a scientist, you know, uh, data speaks to me. And uh, as much as I wish some result to come up, you know, this is a research, this is a funding. And but we were very pleased that you know actually LGBT uh, inclusive movies they have outstanding performance. And we, we, we think that a 29% increase is a pretty big one um, compared to many other, you know, fundings, a 29% is really outstanding. And I think that speaks to the power of LGP representation. And um, yeah, so I could say that I was a bit, little bit surprised, but it's a pleasant surprise. Me too. I was pleasantly surprised to see this because this could really affect the way people are choosing their, their, their storyline and their plot and they're not afraid of what would that, you know, um, how would that affect the box office um, and if people were going to tight budget and all of this. So I guess you were motivated based on almost like your gut instinct saying um, a lot of things, you know, have moved on and changed and there are such there's such a large representation of LGBT characters now in TV shows and movies, um, there, there, there needs to be some kind of investigation what that means. And exactly. you did, 
and you know the outcome is is really quite astonishing and actually not surprising right exactly i mean i'm trained as a business researcher and i um, often think that if i observe certain market phenomena there must be a rationale behind it if a lot of movies start to adopt lgbt representation it must because you know doing this makes sense to them and the one of the possible reasons is that doing this actually benefits the movies in terms of the revenue. And so I sort of have this hint and I, I decided to look at it and it, the result confirms my intuition. The reception of LGBT movie over the years, I think it speaks a lot about why you know, we observe this finding. So we found that, uh, so basically our data uh, covers eight years. Uh, from 2007 to 2014. And uh, when we divide the data into two parts, the so first four years and second four years, we actually saw that uh, the reception of the movie and the box office performance for LGBT movie improved uh, over the years. So if we look at the result more uh, in detail, we actually find that in the previous four years, um, LGBT inclusive movie, they perform as well as non-LGBT movie. And LGBT scene movie performed not as well as non-LGBT movie. But in the second four years, we found that LGBT inclusive movie performs much better than non-LGBT movie. At the same time, LGBT theme movie perform equally well as non-LGBT movie. So both categories um, improved over the years. And I mm -hmm. think this reflects how the attitude and the opinions of the general public evolved over the years. And this is the outcome of a lot of effort from this community and also um, the ally. Can you summarize three bullet points with your research that are outstanding for you? Um, so the first finding is that movies with LGBT inclusive representation outperform non-LGBT movies in terms of box office revenue by 29%. And the second finding is that uh, movies with LGBT themed representations perform as well as non-LGBT movies, at least in recent years. And the third finding will be, you know, uh, all LGBT, uh, LGBT movies, including LGBT inclusive and LGBT themed movies, their reception and market performance uh, keeps improving over the years. So that would be the three major findings from this research. Talking about the LGBT themed movies like The Kids Are All Right and Carol, in your paper, it does say that they do perform the same than non-LGBT themed movies. Do you think that is because of the caliber of the actors and actresses in those movies, or do you think otherwise? Uh, right, so that's, that's a very good question. So um, another uh, important finding from this research is that um, LGBT themed movie, which are movies that you know, the whole movie is mainly about LGBT, their life, their identity. So we found that this kind of movie, um, although they do not perform um, 
as well as LGBT inclusive movies, but they perform as well as non-LGBT movie, at least in recent years. And um, I think, um, so basically we didn't look at the specific artistic element of the movie. So we didn't, it was not in our model. So our model mainly just categorized the movies based on the degree of LGBT exposure and content in the movie and see whether that predicts the movie outcome. We did try to control quite a lot of things. For example, we tried to control whether a movie uh, cast includes some previous Academy Award winners. So you could argue that, you know, if the movie happen to, uh, happens to have a star and the star, you know, is regarded as having a very good acting skill, it's going to benefit the movie. But we already statistically control for that. So the result could not be attributed to that. Um, we also controlled quite a lot of other things. For example, whether the movie was produced by one of the six major studios or otherwise, because if the movie was produced by major studios, the movie will be more resourceful and the company will put all the resources to make a better production and also distribute in a better way. So that one was also uh, counted in our model. So uh, again, the result could not be attributed to these things. Uh, but one thing that we couldn't in, include in the model is the specific uh, a writing of the plot. I mean, that's a very important part of the movie, right? If a movie has very writing, very good um, a, a script, and then it's going to benefit the movie a lot. Uh, so we didn't look at that. Perhaps movies like uh, The Kids Are All Right and Carol, they had really, really good story. It touches many people, and that's why they perform very well. Um, what we can say is that on average, um, there is this funding. Um, so there's another thing we need to bear in mind, uh, that is when we say uh, LGBT-themed movies, they perform equally well as non-LGBT movie, uh, we are looking at the average. So actually, if we look within the LGBT-themed movies, uh, movies like Kiss All Right and Carol are among the best performing ones within this category. There are quite a lot of other LGBT-themed movies that you and me, perhaps we don't even know because they're not doing very well. That's why we didn't get to see them. Uh, and the whole funding is based on the average. Um, yeah, so, so that's the funding. Was there a difference on, on this trend you are describing between transgender, gay, or lesbian movies? Right. Uh, so we did an exploratory study. So um, this result was not reported in this paper because the paper is quite long already. And for most of the academic journals, they have a page limit. But on the side, we, we, we did some analysis and we found that actually, very interestingly, among the LGBT inclusive movies, um, uh, lesbian inclusive movies uh, perform even better than uh, gay inclusive movies. Um, so both LGBT inclusive movies um, perform better than non-LGBT movie, but it seems that uh, LG, uh, movies that include um, lesbian character and plots uh, were received even better. And why is that? There has been some research on that. It seems that you know 
at least a few years ago or uh, in the past, uh, people are pretty probably um, have a, people probably have a harsher attitude towards gays than lesbians. Um, but in terms of lesbians, it, uh, people are um, more tolerant about that. So I think this is a sort of consistent with what was found in the past. Um, um, but um, yeah, as I said, both categories of perform non-LGBT movies. So we didn't um, discuss it uh, in details in this paper. In terms of transgender uh, movies, uh, unfortunately, we didn't have quite a lot of uh, movies in our data. So it's just because there were so few uh, movies that include transgender characters. So we have in total 4,216 um, movies in our data and about uh, three, 300, I think more than 300, 390 or something were LGBT inclusive. About 90 of them were LGBT themed, but transgender movies, probably there were only like four or five, something like, like that. So from a statistical point of view, even if we were, uh, we, even if we run, uh, even if we run any analysis, the result will not be conclusive. So uh, I think um, definitely future research can look at these specific categories. What do you hope to achieve with this now? Um, so we think that um, our funding probably would encourage uh, movie producers to include more LGBT representations in their movies. I'm, I suspect that a lot of movie producers, they, they, uh, they want to uh, promote LGBT inclusion, but at the same time, they have to uh, be held responsible for their investors because eventually uh, the movie industry is a business. So our funding basically shows them that you know, adding LGBT representation is a win-win strategy. So uh, um, on the one hand, you contribute to the inclusion and the visibility of LGBT community. And on the other hand, uh, you also make money from it. And we know that for all business money talks, so we hope that this would uh, make a difference in this multi-million dollar industry. So we know that the global uh, movie industry uh, makes about $42 billion a year uh, in 2009. So this is definitely a huge market. So our fundings has both social implication and also economic implication. Do you think you will revisit this research in a few years to see if the numbers have changed? How does that work? Uh, I'd like to revisit it and uh, um, have a look of how the result evolves over the years. I think I'm hopeful that the results uh, will keep, um, you know, keep improving over the years because we both know that, you know, the public attitude towards LGBT community has changed a lot. And is, I mean, here we are in Australia. I feel in Melbourne, um, LGBT community uh, is uh, generally very well welcomed and. Uh, I hope that we can also extend our research to uh, other countries, other markets, like you suggested earlier, to see how LGBT movie perform in other countries. Lastly, what are the most popular 
gay films and which one were the most popular lesbian films you mean? Right. Um, so it really depends on what do you mean by um, popularity. Uh, so in our data, we could only see the box office revenue. I mean, some people may say that a popular movie is a movie that received a lot of uh, positive review. Uh, we, we didn't check that. But if we only look at the box office revenue, um, you know, I can give you a few examples. So remember that our data only covers um, from 2007 to 2014. So many of the outstanding LGBT movies were not included in our data. Um, so in our data, we find that, say for example, um, popular lesbian inclusive movies include um, American Hustle. Uh, some people may be surprised. So why American Hustle is, um, uh, you know, LGBT inclusive movie. So actually there was a scene where um, Amy Adam and Jennifer Lawrence, they kissed uh, in the bathroom and uh, it sort of suggests that they have this, you know, um, kind of chemistry or relationship there. Uh, another lesbian inclusive movie is The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Uh, it also performed very well uh, on the market. And another one is Pitch Perfect. So um, one of the characters in the choir, um, Cynthia Rose Adams. So she was uh, open lesbian. So that's another good example. In terms of gay inclusive movies, uh, we all know that Sex and the City, right? So uh, Stanford and Anthony, they are very lovely gay couple. And uh, so that's one of the gay inclusive movie that performed very well. Mamma Mia also play, uh, performed very well. So at the end of the movie, you know, Harry Bright played by Colin first revealed that he is actually gay. And another good a uh, gay inclusive movie is Valentine's Day. So, you know, a lot of people will see Valentine's Day 2010 as a popcorn movie, uh, but actually it's, it's quite a good example of LGBT inclusive movie. Why? Because the movie features many relationships, many couples, and one of them is gay, played by Bradley Cooper, and um, I think it's Eric Dane. So they are gay couple, a gay couple, uh, and their story is as important as the stories of other couples in the movie, yet they are just one of them, one of the many. So that's a very good example of LGBT inclusive representation. Uh, that one also performed by very well. Uh, in terms of themed movies, so um, popular lesbian themed movies would include um, The Kids Are All Right, uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, and also Albert Knobs. So this, many people don't know this movie, but it's about um, um, like the, there was this uh, woman who wants to be a battler, but back in that time, you know, the role of battler can only be taken by men. So he, she basically like changed her uh, appearance and uh, worked as a battler for many years. And eventually she also came out and uh, she had a partner. So it, it was considered as a lesbian themed movie. And uh, gay themed movies, um, there are so many. And the popular ones include, say, for example, A Single Man uh, by Tom Ford. 
and uh, Love is Strange. Uh, so this is a movie about an uh, old gay couple. Uh, they went through, you know, separation and, um, uh, and the other experience they went through during the separation. Um, and uh, something like I Love You, Philip's, Philip Morris. So that was a comedy by Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey and Ian McLean. And so they played a like gay couple in the movie. So Jim Carrey was this person who was, I forgot whether he was a banker or working in finance. So he made a lot of money, but uh, in an illegal way. So he ended up in the jail. But in the jail, yeah. he met another prisoner and they uh, developed love to each other. And when Jim was released, he want to get his partner out. And so that was a, like a romance comedy. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. Newman, thank you so much for your time today. That was really interesting to listen to you and did the background of the research and especially the amazing findings. I am looking forward to see the landscape change even more over the next few years. Enjoy queer conversation. Make sure to check out our website, lotl.com, where you will find more content on LGBTQI plus topics. And don't forget to follow us on social media. My name is Silke Bader, and thank you for your company.